Hey, real quick, I just wanted you to know that you do not have to watch Married at First Sight to get into these episodes, okay? So here's the secret. I use Mavs, Married at First Sight, as a launch pad to have deeper discussion about the behaviors that we are seeing with these people. And honestly, there's a character on Mavs this season. Her name is Jasmine. I'm like, I am her. She is me. Okay. Especially before I did all of the work. So it is a chance to have a deeper discussion about behaviors and not for nothing. Me and my guests may talk about how we don't believe these people belong together or that they will stay married. The reality is I actually understand why they are having these behaviors. And it's just interesting to watch because it's like you're having these behaviors and you can't um, move the relationship along because you actually haven't done any work. In my opinion, right? I don't know these people, but that is what I'm seeing, especially because I can say, oh, yeah, I used to be that way before I did the work. And there's a lot of things that I still do that I feel like I will not be able to heal until I am in a serious relationship. There's just things that I believe that I won't be able to work through until I'm working through it in real time when I'm in a relationship. So I just wanted you to know that. And also the title of this episode is my favorite discussion that we had, right? And we actually have that discussion. So it's not just all about married at first sight and these couples. I go deeper with the behaviors. And so what I did for you is I timestamped all of the, the discussions that we have. So all you have to do is look in the show notes and you will see the timestamps. So you know, oh, okay, that particular discussion is coming up. So I don't know if you like to skip around in podcasts or not, but that is why I did that. So, you know, this isn't just going to be about, will these couples stay married or will they not? And we don't like these couples together or whatever. I mean, we talk about that too. But again, we take those behaviors that we're watching and we go deeper. All right, let's get into the episode. That the only way to get the Huxtable marriage or mm-hmm. the Fresh Prince marriage, mm-hmm. I got to go through some BS. And then once you get on the other side, it's that struggle. Love. People would tell you marriage is hard and you, you're going to go through something and you're going to go through some stuff. But the things that you go through to arrive at a place of healthy should not include toxicity, dysfunction, neglect or abuse. Welcome to season three of Single You, the podcast. That is what your ears have tuned into, okay? My name is Rika. I am your host, and I am a certified life and success coach. That is the hat that I use to execute this podcast. But with that said, girl, I am no expert. Mm -mm. While I do take this seriously and I do move with intention, I'm not the expert. I speak through my lens as a single black woman with no kids who's been through some things. Okay, so welcome to season three. Now, the first two seasons of Single You have been about the journey into a toxic, abusive relationship, whether that been spiritually, financially, physically or emotionally. And then the journey out and into healing. We've heard many stories, even my own stories, and they served a specific purpose. And those shows will always be here on this platform. But now it's time to pivot. It's 2023. I want to go on a journey of proving that a marriage can be healthy. People can be happy in a monogamous relationship. It just all depends on the truth we tell ourselves and the work that we do. I speak to the Black woman of faith who desires marriage, who wants to date with intention. That's who I'm talking to. When I'm speaking, that is who I'm envisioning in my mind. Now, if you don't fit into that box and you think that I'm speaking to you, welcome to Single You, the podcast. Don't turn it off. Welcome. Okay, here we go. Let's get into the episode. Okay, I got Dr. T back. (laughs) Um, And today's episode, we're going to be talking about five and six. Tayari, I don't know. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) I have a lot of concerns and I have tried to structure the questions with a nice flow (laughs) because I feel like you're going to have a lot to say as well. And I'm just like, it's a lot going on Mm -hmm. because I feel like, um, and let me see if you feel this way. I I feel like now that we're at episode six, we're really seeing everybody's true colors. Yeah. And it's scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It it really, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So (laughs) let's just start with, let's just start with Dominique and McKinley. Um, 
at episode six, now that we completed episode six, what are your overall thoughts now about those two? Mm. I don't think that they're actually compatible. Um, I think that they do well, they're getting along well, but I think that Dominique is really bored with McKinley. Um, his lack of adventure and his fear, like he seems to really just not have any kind of adventure about himself. Um, and it seems like he has a really hard time getting over his fear of trying new things and doing exciting things. And I think it's gonna be too much for her to have to keep pushing him and compelling him and convincing him to let his hair down and live a little. So I think he's just a little bit too uptight for Dominique. And I don't see it lasting long-term. Um, he seems to get on her nerves. And I don't think he's actually really that attracted to her based on the comments that he made about another cast member, I think it was Gina, uh, earlier on. So I don't really think that Dominique is actually his type. So I don't yeah, have yeah, much and, him. Right, and when he focuses on Dominique and how he's attracted to her, he always talks about her boobs. Like her I'm a boob guy and mm -hmm. da 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 da. Like, right. Yeah, it's like never anything about her personality, nothing. And I'm just like, this is very bland. It's giving bland, McKinley. Um, he, oh, oh, wait. And, to his defense, he did say she had a great smile that one time by the pool. Okay, I'll give him that. Because <laughs> I think Dominique is so cute. I think she's, right, I think she's like little sister cute. Like, I, I think she's yeah. adorable. And um, yeah. I agree. And so I wanted to get your, your take on, because he is a jokester and like you said he is not like adventurous that is definitely getting on Dominique's nerves mm -hmm. <laughs> how much is trying to change for someone okay because in relationships there has to be compromise right and I feel like when he was sitting with the men and they had that conversation and Gina's is it Gina's uh, uh, husband yeah, I guess clear. had told yeah. him like you just need to be yourself and then that's when you'll figure out if you're compatible or not. And I see what he is saying, but then I'm also like, isn't there some, you know, for him to get out of his comfort zone? So how do you feel about that? Like how much is changing for someone okay? I don't think that she's going to like his authentic self. I think the humor is a part of how he copes. Um, I think it's how he deals with his anxiety. I think it's how he creates comfort and a sense of safety for himself. And I think that it's such a huge part of his persona that he needs someone who's going to really appreciate that characteristic um, about him. And she just doesn't. She's looking for someone who's a little bit more mature, right? Which is why she talked about a desire to date older men and things like that. However, what she really should have stated was that she wants to date someone who's more serious, but also adventurous. I actually see her probably being a better fit with someone like Clint than I actually see her being with McKinley because he also shares her sense of adventure, but he's also very business-minded and serious at the same time. She, Dominique, does not enjoy his sense of humor. And the fact that that is how he's able to kind of relax and it's such a huge part of him and it really just aggravates her, says to me that they are ultimately not compatible. Um, and when you show up in a relationship, especially a marriage, you have to be able to be your authentic self. If you're coming into a thing, trying to change things about people that are not like harmful to who they are or harmful to other people, like they're just quirks or things that get under your skin, then they're not compatible. That's probably not your person. Yeah, so the the phrase opposites attract, right? You just don't even, do you not believe that at all, that opposites attract? I believe in compatibility and I believe in chemistry. Uh, mm -hmm. Opposites attract can be dangerous. I mean, I think that sometimes opposites do attract because people fulfill or add or bring to a relationship what another person may be missing, but the person has to have an appetite for what's missing or a need or desire for what's missing, right? You can't just have it. It can't just be a part of your person. If you show up with the things that I'm absent of, but I don't value those things or I don't see them as a necessary part of my relational dynamic, then I don't value, I don't care if, you, if you're my opposite or not. I'm not necessarily going to be attracted to you. Uh, we are typically attracted to what we need 
or um, things that fulfill certain desires that we have. So if it doesn't feel a specific need or a specific desire, then I probably don't value it. And so that doesn't always work out. What is most likely to work out um, and give us a, a greater chance of relational success is when we're compatible and we have more things in common because there's more points and areas of agreement than disagreement. So right. that sounds real clinical, but it's true. <laughs> no, but this is why I have you, you know what I mean? Like, cause you can see it through that lens. And that's why I write down these questions knowing like I have my, my Dr. T, my Tayari, she's a clinician. We about to, you know, go back <laughs> that lane because we need to do that more, honestly. Um, we mm -hmm. do. So they, um, had a conversation, I guess, you know, all, all of the couples had this deep conversation at the end of the episode, right? And they were trying to wrap yeah. it up and what have you. How did you feel Dominique and McKinley did in their communication in their last conversation in the, uh, ending the episode, episode six? About the, when she stated to him about the, I'm not a BS person. Yeah, yeah, yep. Just, yep. And I he apologized that, like uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, I <clears throat> oh my God. I think it's exactly what you said. I think the true their true selves are starting to show up. Um, like who they really are, how they really communicate, how they really um address each other in a relational space and dynamic. And it's alarming. I, I just think that what we saw was a demonstration of her lack of interest. I just don't think that McKinley is going to be able to fulfill Dominique, her sense of adventure and what she's looking for in a partner overall. The only things that he seems to bring to her is the fact that he's just an older man. I haven't really seen in any ways where they have great chemistry, even though they made out in the pool. And then to hear them, and here's the other thing that we know about her, she's very sexual. Dominique is very sexual. We saw how she behaved in those first episodes with those strippers and she was ready. And we heard her commentary in the beginning about her readiness to, you know, experience her husband, but she has not demonstrated that with him, with McKinley. And so to right. me, that is a strong indication that she is just really not, she's not feeling this man. And we just I, she, yeah. Dominique is annoyed. <laughs> she, she is so annoyed with his jokingness. And then mm -hmm. I, 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 and I get it because I also didn't understand. Like, what is the joke about the horse? Oh, I've been horseback oh. riding. I can do anything on a horse. Da 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 da. And then when we get there, it's like, oh, never mind. I've never been on a horse. I have been in a situation like that before when with a man who jokes like that, and I don't like being confused. And I'm a jokester. Like, I like, I like that. That that's fine with me, but. I don't like it when I feel mm -hmm. confused about who you really are and that yeah. is getting underneath her skin, which has mm -hmm. taken all of the attraction away because she was telling her mom, or maybe it was just the cameras that he's a, you know, a six out of 10. I think that maybe if he didn't get under her skin, she would be more attracted to him and, and maybe they could, you know, make it work or what have you. But because he is super annoying, she is like, I, she's already over it. If it was decision day today, she yeah. would be like, we're done. We're I'm done. out of here. Yes. Yeah. She just, he doesn't, her, her grace and tolerance for him is a, literally running out before her eyes. She can't take it. He's older, but he's immature. And, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And so what I also um, write down as I'm watching it, um, because, you know, my goal for this is as we're watching TV, I think this is how we learn about relationships, especially if we're not mm -hmm. having the, the deeper conversations. Um, and even mm -hmm. if we are, because it gives us a jump off point to then have these conversations like I am with you, like I do with my friend mm -hmm. Cameo, like I do with my other friends. So I've been writing down yeah. behaviors in um, the people that we're you know, paying attention to that remind me of things that I've done. And on this side, it's McKinley being the person who is trying to become the person that you will like. I feel like McKinley, um, and, and I would love to, to know your thoughts on this to see if you're getting this as well. He's trying to tap dance for her. Like he's, he's really trying, but it's just getting under her skin. And I feel bad for him because being in that situation of trying to tap dance and morph into something that my partner likes, never ends well. Never ends yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't feel sad for him. I think that most of the people who are part of this cast should do a lot of work um, 
healing work, <laughs> therapy work, prior to even being a part of a project of this magnitude. Um, and so he needs to really kind of ask himself, why do I feel the need to change who I am in order to appease others? It's the people pleaser in him. And it's really, really dangerous. It's going to backfire. Because one thing about being a people pleaser, especially as it relates to core things that make you who you are, is that you can only maintain it for so long. And he's not going to be able to su sustain that. And then if he is, Typically, people become really resentful at some point in time. Bitterness shows up and then it just kind of spirals from there. So it's definitely not looking good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, to wrap this, these two in a bowl, I guess we'll, I already kind of know your prediction for them, but I want to ask, because I said I would ask every episode. So after watching episode six, when Dominique and McKinley get to decision day, do you think they will stay married? or get a divorce? Um, I think that they're going to stay married because I think that Dominique is going to view McKinley's people-pleasing personality as an opportunity to mold him into the man that she wants him to be. Wow. I'm surprised that you said that. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. I love when you surprise me because I'm like, she about to just walk out before they even ask. <laughs> Mama's going to train her and put her on game. She's going to stay right there for a little bit because it's yeah. mommy's dream for her to be married and she wants to do anything to please mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you brought up the, the kind of sexual um, nature mm -hmm. of Dominique and um, it not being there with McKinley, even though we've seen her be a sexual person. Very sexual. Yeah. I want to ask before next, we're going to move on to Eris and Jasmine. But I want to ask before we even uh, talk about them, just overall mm -hmm. on the show, if you're walking into a situation where you know you're being married at first sight, you are going on a honeymoon, Do you? would you tell these women, if you were one of the therapists on the show, like, oh gosh, let me, let me figure out. Okay, I'm just going to read what I wrote. How would you coach someone to go into this situation, would you tell them to try to fall in love by decision day? Like a fast launch, like Lizzo debuted her boyfriend on Instagram and she called it a fast launch, right? Or would you tell them just to get to know each other, become friends, slow burn, slow and steady wins the race? You know, the Bible says, do not awaken love before it's time. How would you coach okay. them up? Mm -hmm. Would you do A or B for them? Mm, likely neither. What I would tell them to do is, is to use this time as an assessment. Um, look at the things that are your must-haves, look at your negotiables, and look at your absolutely nots. Wherever they have your absolutely nots, ask yourself this question. Can I live with this for the rest of my life? If you can't get the out of there, get out of there, get out of there quick, yeah. run. Um, if your negotiables are negotiable still and you feel like, mm, take it or leave it, I may be able to deal with it. You know, I think it'll be okay. If your absolutes are present, if you have that 80-20, then stay married. If you don't, then perhaps you need to reconsider and do something different. But for me, it's always about the fact that there are things about every person that you have to ask yourself, can I deal with this? Can I, if this never changes... If, if McKinley never stops this foolish silliness and all the joking and all this, you know, whatever this is, that's a part of him. If this part of him never changes, can I still love him, support him and show up um, for him from now until forever? If the answer is no, it's time to go. It's time to go. Yeah. Oh, I love that answer. I love it. Um, and I ask because so Eris and Jasmine are in a situation <laughs> where Eris done told a girl he's never been in love lord have mercy. <laughs> and oh, I, I, just, I was so i don't even want to say anything i just want to hear your thoughts because i'm so curious on if this is a good thing or a bad thing would this bother you should it be bothering her so much i want to hear your thoughts on how you feel about <laughs> eric not being able to he has never fallen in love and he's 39. yeah their house is on fire that's how I feel about them. They are standing inside of a home and that thing is burning down, baby. Um, I think that, <laughs> you know, I think that they have really, really done Jasmine a great disservice 
nervous by connecting her with him. I think what we originally saw show up in him is that he's a womanizer and a player. And I think now that we're also beginning to see is that he's also emotionally absent and unavailable. To say that you're 39 years old and you have never, ever been in love with a woman suggests to me that you may have some serious narcissistic tendencies or you are completely emotionally unavailable. And Jasmine, for me, if, if I had been in her shoes, that would have been my last day. Uh, with him or whatever, or maybe seeing it through, but then divorcing at the end. Um, I don't, he's shared, of course, that he's not really attracted to her and it's more of a friend vibe. And I know we'll probably talk more about that, but I don't think that she is at all what he wants. I, I didn't think that she would be from the beginning, listening to how he speaks about women. And I just don't think he's taking any of this seriously. I think he did this for uh, more clout. And I think he's looking to increase his fan base. I think he wants new women to womanize because she and this woman is a sweetheart like literally she's an angel puff like her heart concerning why she's here is so pure and so innocent and so beautiful and she's been connected with someone who literally is not interested in being a husband to any woman in my yeah, and and i just i remember her um vows to him were so deep um on you know obviously the day they got married and i'm like dang she is this is vows to somebody that you already know and already fell in love with. So I feel bad for her. And again, I have, I said this last time I see myself in her. Cause I, I definitely, I will say am that girl, but I know how to um, maneuver my way through uh, being who she yeah. is. Cause she wears her heart on her sleeve. And I do feel bad for yeah. her, especially now knowing behind her back, he has said he's not attracted to her. Oh, I mean, well, she's a beautiful yeah. girl, but I just, she's just not the type of girl that I would date. And I'm just like, are you serious? She is yeah. gorgeous. And, and yeah. That. She's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he's and not attracted to her. He doesn't like her body. He made yeah. comments, of course, about her body. And then it's the audacity to not be honest enough up front. I feel like the his basic decency should allow him to at least be honest with her about how he feels. Okay. Good. You know what? So now I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip questions because uh, I wanted to talk about this, but since you brought it up, I wanted to see how honest you think that they should be with each other because I feel like Kirsten is mean to Shaq because she has told him multiple times, I'm not attracted to you. So I am curious on your thoughts on that. How honest should you be with this person that you literally married on national TV? I, th I think that I think that Kirsten and Shaq's situation is different. I think that she is fixated on his um, physical appearance. Um, she continuously talks about how he checks off all of her other boxes and that he's a great guy. And just as I was beginning to really be proud of Kirsten and really like give her credit for her growth concerning her relationship with him and starting to recognize him as being a really great guy, she just really has kind of gone back to the beginning. She circled back to this whole thing about him having a bald head. And it's, you know, I think that my initial impression of her was right. She strikes me as a type of person that no one will be good enough. No one be, will be good enough. No, if they don't have 100% of everything that she's looking for, she's going to literally hone in on their imperfections and do nothing but complain. And I'm just kind of over it. And I really do sympathize with Shaquille because nobody deserves that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then circling back to um, Eris and Jasmine with the the um, sexual, sexual issue, right? Oh it, my Eris comes into it, like we said about Dominique, very sexual. He wanted to blow her back out, as he said, on the honeymoon and this and that and the other. And right. now Jasmine is feeling like he is not attracted to her at all. She feels it. He has said it to yeah. us. Let the audience know. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know. Mm -hmm. um, but she can feel that um, his withdrawal from her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they have said, she has said, I think Gina has said, a few of the women have said, um, well, attraction can grow. You, you being sexual attracted to them can grow. Give it time, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about that statement? I do think that attraction can grow, but typically when you see that, it's it's something that's birthed through a friendship, right? So we like to call it propinquity, spatial nearness. 
the more time that you spend with the person, the more attractive they become over time, you know. Um, but these people have not even had the opportunities to really develop a friendship. All of this is new. All of this this is in its infancy stages. And so because of that, um, I just don't see the attraction growing. I think in this particular structure and dynamic, you have to go into it being attracted to the person at minimum because these people should be the kind of people that you would approach in real life to want to get to know, to want to give an opportunity to. If I see you and I'm not even attracted to you, which is like step number one, then where do we kind of like go from there? It's just overly manufactured for me. And I think that that's why it's it's not organic yeah. for, for most of the time. Oh. Right. Um, and I'm cracking up because you saying step number one, it's so funny. I had asked, you know, my parents have been married for over 40 years yeah. and I asked my dad, you know, why did he approach my mom? And he said, well, she had number one down. She was fine. So yeah. I had to you know what I mean? Exactly. I like, yes, <laughs> no, that's right. Dad. Yes. My daddy got lucky because <laughs> my mama, yes. If my mom, woo, yes. Um, and so, <laughs> um, and so, yep, I hear you. Yeah. In a friendship, it can happen, but these people on their honeymoon have literally known each other for six days. Yeah. So it's concerning. And again, yeah. I don't know how soon yeah. you're allowed to say I'm done. I'm done with the show. I'm walking away. Or do you have to see it out? I don't know. Um, so uh, Jasmine and Eris, of course, had the, you know, conversation at the end of episode six, like the rest of them. Um, do you feel like that conversation was productive? I don't think that, that Jasmine is going to find any conversation that she has with Aries to be productive because it's not going to give her the results that her heart seeks. She's looking to be loved. She wants someone who is as committed to this process as she is. He is not equipped to give her that. He doesn't have the emotional intelligence or the capacity for um, this married life that he signed up for. And I think that I was thinking about I like I, I appreciate you bringing up, you know, how he initially kind of showed himself talking about how he was going to blow her back out. But he also asked her when she wanted to get to know him about well, what's your favorite position? And then yes, when they were at dinner, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. ask me another question. What's your favorite color? Oh, my favorite color is lavender. Well, women who love lavender, their favorite um, position is downward dog or what? I mean, he just reverts back to the same things over and over again. So do I think that their last conversation was productive? No. Do I think that she should have faith in him that he's going to really try? Because she seems to just have this extended grace for him. I don't even know what to say or hope that he'll come around. I don't think he's going to come around because I just don't think it's a part of who he is in this season of his life. Not to say he, he won't change, people change, but I just don't see it right now. I think him being a part of this process is really premature. Yeah. Um, and if this was a real life situation and um, Jasmine's your home girl, in this situation, would you tell her to let's pack it up and go? It's time to go. Um, I would tell her that when she has the opportunity, like whatever contractual allowments there are, um, when she has the opportunity to get out and to walk away, I definitely would tell her that she should. Um, she already shared that she's the kind of person who falls in love fast. My concern for her is that she's definitely going to fall for him because she is really attracted to him. Um, and he's not going to reciprocate and she's going to leave here with a broken heart. That is my concern. Yeah. And he even said that, didn't he? When the guys were, you know, having their private conversations, I feel like he did say, oh, and she's so attracted to me and I'm just not, you know, attracted to her. Um, yeah. And, and he I said, yeah. I'm, what was it on his scale? She considers him to be a 12 and he yeah. considered her to be a four, I believe. Yeah. Said. Like, ugh, I'm just like, oh my God, I hope Kirsten tells her because Shaq did tell Kirsten that in their private conversation. So is it, would you say if on um, decision day, you know, I think again, I think they get three months. If he is not in love with her, that is a red flag. Cause I, I, I know that there isn't a time limit on when you fall in love. Like you can't say, oh, everybody falls in love in 30 days. Everybody falls in love in 60 days. But 
if they arrive on decision day and he is still like, well, I don't know, I'm not in love and blah, blah, blah. Is that a red flag? I don't think he needs to be in love. I think what she needs to gauge is his capacity to fall in love. And what he's shown so far is that he doesn't have a capacity for that. For whatever reason, if it's rather if it's something rooted in his personality or if it's some kind of trauma response or some kind of, you know, the result of some kind of other uh, life experience, she needs to find out why are you 39? You've never been in love. And I think she said his longest relationship was a year and a half. To me, so yep. he is walking red flags, not just one. Like he, he is, he is the red flag manufacturer, you know. And so I think that she should. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It took me like five seconds to hear what you said. He is the red flag manufacturer. He has an Amazon warehouse of red flags, and he is handing them out. Okay. <laughs> He's like the man that gives the red flags to all the other men. All the other men. He's yep. the issuer. Of <laughs> I think that Jasmine is so is deserving of so much better. I really do think she's a beautiful person inside and out. And I think she needs, needs to get away from him. I don't think she should open herself up emotionally further to him because again, he's an opportunist. He presents to me as an opportunist. He's definitely going to break her heart and she should really save herself uh, as much grief and pain and disappointment as she possibly can. Even if it means yeah. seeing the show through until the end to just be friends. But when it's time to walk away, run. Yeah. And I guarantee you, um, going back to his cousin and the concerns that you had and the cousin knows where the bodies are. I remember you saying that where the bodies are buried. This is probably what she was talking about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She sure. ain't never been in love, honey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can't spell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm writing that down. Uh, Dr. T is uh, my therapist. <laughs> and I'm if I find a man at my age group, right. Cause we knocking on 40, you have arrived. Yeah. I'm knocking on it. And he has yeah. never been in love. I am walking away. Walk away. That is something is not right there. And then you got to know why. What has happened to yeah. you in your life that you have never, ever experienced what it is to be in love? If he were 25, maybe even 30, I may have a little bit of understanding. But by 40 years old, you should have at least had at least one real relationship and been in love at least once. Even if you yeah. just thought you were in love and you weren't. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? He doesn't have any of that in his history and that is terrifying yep yep and i'm glad that you said that even if he thought he was in love because i would say at this big age and i am i've had two no three that i have said i love you too and really thought at that moment in my life at 25 yeah. at, mm -hmm. at well at 19 at 25 and at 32 i really thought i was in yeah. love and i thought that was my definition of love at that time and that's what i was supposed to be doing now mm -hmm. at 39 approaching 40 love to me is totally different. So Something I would, different. exactly. So somebody asked me, have you ever been in love before? I would say, yes, I have. Um, but at that time it was something that's totally different. And I don't feel that at this age, I would define that as well. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. Um, and then back to the, the, the um, sex question uh, or the sex topic one more time. So, yes, the questions that he was asking her, especially three days in, six days in, whatever, just so inappropriate. But what are appropriate, um, in your opinion, sex questions should we be having um, as we're getting to know um, somebody that we they're already married, but somebody <laughs> married. Um, it's like hard. It's because like in my real life, I would not be already married, but yeah. they are. But it's like, what questions should they be asking? Um, yeah. You know, so listen, you know, the one thing that Aries has said that I did agree with is that they are adults and it is important to have a conversation about sex, but not in the way that he is attempting to have the conversation, which is kind of condescending and, and makes it just feel really um, absent of love. Right. Or care um, or intimacy, for God's sakes. So um, I think it's also important to ask your partner what things are. Um, what are your favorite things? What do you enjoy? 
you know, what things um, do you hate? What's what's off the table? Like, what are the deal breakers as it relates to sex? Are there are there things that are off limits to you? Um, are there things that that you particularly enjoy? Would you mind sharing with me what those things are? And really having a very adult conversation about what your partner wants and likes and how often or whatever. Um, instead of just telling your boys, as he did, that you're going to blow the girls back out or asking her, what's your favorite position? Um, and it just was really premature. It predated any kind of true uh, relational development or intimacy. And I think that those conversations should come after you've decided how you feel about a person and not before. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so Jasmine and Eris, your prediction on decision day. Do you think they will stay married or get a divorce? I think that Jasmine's family is going to get her out of there. I think they're going to rescue her. And I hope that his cousin helps. Yeah. Time to go. Because obviously now they're <laughs> about to, right. They're about to leave the honeymoon and now they're going to go, you know, quote unquote to the real world. And her, yeah. his cousin is definitely going to see, uh, and he's probably gonna be super honest with her about where he is. And it's going to be time. Yeah. To go. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. But her right. family is really tight knit. And I think yep. they're gonna they're gonna tell her that I hope that she has a heart to hear them when they give her yes truth. yeah and yeah. she's not blinded by the but this is my husband because I do notice in episode five and six she is very adamant about calling him husband hey husband husband and I'm just like and yeah. I don't know if that's a defense yeah. mechanism because she feels him pulling away um so that's her trying to reel him back in but it just it, it makes it and they did have a conversation about it being awkward to me that makes it awkward every time she says that and i'm just feeling for her like dang she wants to be with him so bad like oh god so she wants yeah. to be a wife yeah she does she does <laughs> she does yep okay so let's get to <laughs> our favorite um uh kirsten and uh shaquille overall mm -hmm. thoughts Anything that jumped out at you immediately that you want to discuss? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I have to pace myself when I think about them to determine where I want to begin. Earlier, um, you said that you felt like she was mean to him. I think her her expectations are unrealistic. I hope that Shaquille gets out. I don't think anything that Shaquille does will be enough for her. She seems to be implacable. And this, she cannot be satisfied. She talked about how another couple, a part who was a part of the cast, how one of the guys, all he does is complain. All he does is complain. I can imagine being with somebody who just complained so much. But yeah, you, you're doing the exact same thing with Shaquille, talking about this man's bald head, right? Yes, yes, and yes. he is a gentleman. He's like, you already said he checks all your boxes, yet you cannot not be fixated on the fact that this man has a bald head. Um, I think she really lacked understanding or maybe she forgot about the accident he had been in when they went on the ATV ride and she was complaining about how slow he was, how she yep. had a need for speed, how he wasn't being adventurous enough in that moment. And yet he's trying to overcome a childhood trauma that will allow him to even show up for her in that space. So he digs deep, right? Pulls it out of himself, jumps right in to give her that experience that she so desperately seeks because he's really a good man and he seems to really be accommodating because he seems to really be so much more into her than she is to him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. mm -hmm. I Because they're both people of faith, I think that they will probably continue to try, but I don't think that he'll be happy in the long run. And neither, neither, neither will she. Neither was she. She's it, she is not telling herself the truth. She doesn't like him. She's trying to make herself either because she feels trapped. He, as we talked about before, because he's a nice guy. Um, I have to see this contract yeah. out so I can at least say some nice things, um, even though every other word yeah. is some, some mean things. And it's funny that you uh, <laughs> her saying that. Oh, I can't be with somebody who complains all the time, and she does. She also really went hard on. Is it? Clint and Gina Clint. when Clint yeah. Yeah, made his reference about who he wanted and he wasn't attracted to Gina and what have you um, and how she complained about that and regardless of the way Clint said it I think was rude too but honey you do that to Shaq almost every day every so, day every day <laughs> 
it's a daily re reoccurrence. Yeah. And the audacity. And the audacity. And I just, and her, I yeah. hurt for Shaq as much as I hurt for Jasmine because I'm like, to hear that every day. I'm not attracted to you, but it can grow. I'm not attracted to you, but it can grow. And he even in their, you know, final conversation before the episode ended was like, I don't even know what you, so what do you like about me? He, what he, do you he, like about me? What do you like about me? And we got silence up until maybe next episode. But what, yeah. I, what I will say is that she was critical of his sense of humor. You know, she didn't like his sense of humor. And sometimes the wives, we just got to bring the husbands in or whatever, some commentary that she made about ultimately we got to be in control to tell y'all what enough is enough. So this man is, he not only is she not physically attracted to him, but there are elements that are a part of his converse, his character and his personality, very much like Dominique and McKinley that she does not like, and she's going to try to change. And um, I just think Shaq, it's just a no. I have no confidence in in, in any of these three couples. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I know, gosh. Um, but hey, this is why they do the show, right? Because honestly, like, I know we're focused on the, 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 the Black women and who they're matched with. The one that I think is going to make it is the other white couple. Not Gina and Clint, but the, the other. Mm -hmm. I don't remember their name. I know you're but talking I, about. Yeah, I think they're precious. I'm like, oh, look at this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're what? really cute. They're super cute. And I was thinking her name was Nicole for some reason or something. But I don't yeah, I, mean, I know what couple you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. Because yeah. the two of them, they're extremely compatible. They share the same need, which is love and acceptance. They both need validation and they, they want the same things. And so that's what works. It appears that our three couples that are involved, you know, women of color or are black, black people, whatever, is they don't seem to really have the compatibility in the areas that are most important to them. To them. Right. Right. Yeah. And but in, in the case of, of Kirsten, I just, it, I don't even think, it, I don't think it matters. Oh yeah. Cause she's on a different level. She, she, we talked about her. She wants this fantasy realm that just does not exist. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, mm -hmm. Trying to understand, and maybe you understood her more than I did, when she told Shaq that, you know, basically, what are you, Martin Luther King? I don't need you to preach at me all the time. I want you to relax and just have regular conversation um, with me. I was trying to understand what she said. Did do, do you see that in Shaq? Did you understand what she was talking about? Or did I, am I missing something? What did you get from her when she made that comment? I, I don't think she likes Shaquille. I think that that's a part of he, who he is. He's an educated man. He works in a higher ed space. Um, I think he probably is a strong communicator. And when he articulates his thought, he probably does do it more so in a presentation style um, because that's what's comfortable for him. I think that uh, Kirsten is going to project her perfectionism on him. Although she told him, you don't have to be perfect, just be yourself. But if you don't like the self that he is, you're going to continue to nitpick him and try to change him. And that is literally all she's done the entire time. So this is happening in real life with one of my cousins right now who is, um, she's younger, she's early thirties. And she was telling me about this guy um, and she's been dogged pretty much her whole dating life. And she's been telling me about this guy who's, he's a good guy and he's attractive. And she sent me a picture and he is. And, and she was like, why don't I like him? You know, but I let him take me out on dates. He invited me to Vegas. Should I go? And I told her exactly if what I would tell Kirsten, if we were friends, you don't like him. Every good guy is not for you. Just because they're a good guy, it doesn't mean he's for you. You don't like him. Do not go to Vegas because if you do and you drag him along in the mud and then three months from now you drop him, he is going to, he may, and you don't want this to happen. He may turn around and become that man who now hates women and all women are this and stuff like that. And you don't want to be the villain in his story. I've been there. We've talked about this and I regret that to this day. I don't want to be the villain. And mm -hmm. that is what Kirsten is doing to Shaq, mm -hmm. in my opinion. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so good. So good. I definitely couldn't agree more. I think that she has a really great opportunity to be honest with him and to be honest with herself about what she wants and to really do the, the work of figuring out why no one, right? Someone who is that beautiful, educated, fit, um, and successful, but you have not had an engagement. You got to do, you got to look within and, and figure out what's missing. Yep. Um, okay. So I believe, let me, I'm just looking at my notes. I think that, yep. Those were all my questions, um, about each couple. Um, so I'll ask you the prediction. Um, and then I'll ask you if there's anything that we missed, but for Kirsten and Shaq on decision day, when they ask them, do you want to stay married or do you want to get a divorce? What do you think that they will say? I think that they're going to say that they want to stay married. I think that both uh, Kirsten and Shaq lean heavily into their faith and they're going to use that to kind of pivot, to try to make things work and move forward. I don't think that Shaq is ever going to be what uh, Kirsten actually wants. Um, I think Shaq also has some people pleasing tendencies and desperately wants to be married. He even speaks a lot in the beginning about this being God. Um, Um, and I think that it's really going to, to, um, I don't know, it's going to take some work. I mean, maybe if they do some couples therapy or something later on, maybe they'll be able to, to kind of pull it together, but ultimately, yeah, I think they're going to stay together and try to make it work. I'm always surprised by your answers. Uh, and I, love <laughs> I love it. But you know what? I, um, thank you for bringing up him mentioning, you know, this being God and stuff. Um, now, and as I'm dating and, 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 you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm keeping it private until it's permanent, but I have now yeah. decided, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have now decided, like, I am not, I don't want to be the person who is like, oh my gosh, I think this is God. And I, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have done that in the past before. And obviously I'm not with mm -hmm. those people and I've actually, <laughs> So I'm like, I'm going to wait until my 25th wedding anniversary <laughs> <laughs> to be like, this was God, baby. This was God. Like, I just need some more proof. I need some more proof inspection before I say that this is God. Because I don't, I don't know about you and other people. I don't hear audibles from God. I just feel like I'm directed. Um, you know, by the spirit, I'm directed by the amount of studying that I've done up until this point. Um, I am uh, directed by uh, the growth that I've had, but I cannot sit here and tell you today, the man that's in my life today. Oh, I think it was God. I want it to be. And I think we're doing mm -hmm. great and it's wonderful. Yeah. But I am so scared. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, because I feel like, oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. So when I hear Shaq say that I am, because I remember he did, I think it was an episode two, say that to her family. Like, oh, I think it was God and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. Mm -hmm. We going to see. Mm -hmm. We going to see. Yeah. It's hard to backpedal once you've kind of sealed it with the confirmation that God told you to do it or cleared you to do it or said it was him. It's, it's real tough. And so sometimes people feel this pressure to see a thing through or to stay committed to something longer than they should because now you've told everybody you said on national tv god and god released me so i think that he's gonna i think that shaquille and also because they're both overachievers and they're highly ambitious i don't they are the kind of people who don't like to lose so i can see that competitiveness and that and that and that drive that's very much a part of the both of them staying together if it just means proving a point of yeah, can yeah, do it. yeah, yeah. And like you said, it, it, again, it's hard to backpedal once you say this is God. And I, that's another reason why I don't, because I was sick of putting God in a bad light. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in my human there. brain, I'm like, this is God. Yeah. And then it wasn't, you know? And so Ooh, I'm going to been there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, um, as we wrap this up, is there anything that we missed about any of the couples that you wrote down that we didn't bring up yet that you would like to bring up? Uh, no, I think that we've covered all of the couples. I do think it's interesting, however, that um, 
Dominique called her mom from her honeymoon to talk to her and give her updates on how things were going. Oh, and that's yes, why I, I believe that, that mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mom is steering this ship. I think it's going to be whatever mom says when she asked her to on a scale of one to 10 hour things. And you notice there was a redirect. She didn't give her a number. She said, everything's going okay or pretty good or whatever. She gave her a very kind of, it's fair, generalized response. And so I think that it's hard to gauge them because for her, it's going to be whatever mom says. If mom's not happy with how daughter is or Dominique is, um, uh, you know, communicating her experience in this space, I think she's going to definitely pull her out. Um, but also, I mean, I don't know what McKinley's support system looks like, but I just don't think he's, they're not compatible. Yeah. And I do remember <laughs> her mom saying, don't have to work. yeah, it's not exactly. They're just not compatible. And I, and I do remember her mom saying, now that you jog my memory on that, saying after she you know Dominique said what she had to say her mom was like well maybe he just needs you to pull that out of him because it was about the adventurous thing and she was encouraging her daughter to um give him grace and pull it out of him and he said he wanted it so mom do that, wants do that. her married mom wants her married and as long as mom wants her married she's going to continue to motivate her to stick it out with him even if he's not really for her right yep yeah all right. Well, we are going to continue to watch. <laughs> um, and as always, friend, I appreciate you for being on Single You, the podcast. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks so much. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Single You, the podcast. Did you learn something? Was it a positive experience from you? Did it make you think in a different way? I want to know that. So can you do me a favor? Can you leave me a review? I know that on Apple Podcasts, you can definitely leave a comment and a five-star review. I think you can on Spotify, but I'm not sure about the other platforms. But on Apple Podcasts, it's simple. All you got to do is say, Rika, I learned something or I loved it when you said X, Y, and Z. Or you could say your guest said X, Y, and Z and I loved it. You hit submit, five-star review boom then i get the review i see it and it helps me play the algorithm game okay the more comments and reviews that i get the more that these platforms push my podcast up for more women like you to listen to this podcast. You can go a step further and you can even share this podcast with a friend. If you're like, yo, my friend would love this episode or would learn from this episode, it would be positive for her. Can you share it, please? 